Today we're going to talk about the vertical relationship. I always wonder, and I'm sure you have as well, man, it'd be nice to walk with Jesus, right? People go to Israel on vacation and to walk the very steps where Jesus walked, where the apostles walked. Uh, the apostles talked to Jesus. Maybe the Damascus Road where the apostle Paul met Jesus face to face, where God came to him. That'd be very, so cool to do that, right? But in the beginning, in our songs that we uh, sung this morning, we worship a living Lord. We do walk in the times of Jesus, <laughs> right? We do. And Jesus, we have letters from God to us here that teach us how to pray. If you've been watching the uh, Chosen series, the dramatization of those who walk with Jesus and they ask Jesus in this context, Lord, teach us how to pray. Like, like John the Baptist taught his disciples, teach us how to pray. And Jesus went on to uh, teach them that we have memorialized in what we call the Lord's Prayer. Okay, so the next couple of weeks we'll be talking about the Lord's Prayer. So much content in there, too much to talk about in just one day. But teaching us how to pray, to commune with God again. This is reclaiming the kingdom of God. We were separate from God. We were fearful from God. We're still feel fearful from God. I've got a slide somewhere, I'll get to it, of reasons why we don't pray. Is we kind of revert back to Genesis 3. We're fearful, we're shameful. But we need to realize that God is accepting and God wants to know us. In fact, God already knows us. He knows what we pray for even before we pray for it. And God still wants to be our Father, our Heavenly Father. That's amazing. Well, these are just some thoughts I uh, gathered from Scripture as I've been reading out of Luke. And a little thought process, a little tangent, is don't make the Lord's Prayer holy and sacred. Okay? Don't make the Lord's Prayer holy and sacred. Like reciting it, like only in church, right? <laughs> I, I, uh, I'll pull up, I came across another video, a teaching, and they talked about, often we think of prayer as places and things you do like before meals, the occasions to pray, or before communion, or uh, in church, let's recite the Lord's Prayer, right? Very ritualistic way of saying it. Um, people would say, let's recite the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. And you know, and you know what to pray, right? Our Father. It's kind of like being in Catholic church. If you're not Catholic, they all know what to do, but if you're new to it, you kind of don't. They stand up, and you kind of stand up later. They sit down, and you're the only one up, and oh, sit down, and up, right? They know what to do, right? You do it. You know, there's some comfort, certainly. Certainly, there's some comfort, and there's some psychological reason why we like that routine, but it's important not to make the Lord's Prayer a routine. It's a conversation between us and God. 
In history, uh, if you look at the church history, um, churches have worshipped relics. You know, the supposed finger bone of John the Baptist or the apostle, you know, it's uh, adorned with gold and a glass case. It's very easy to start worshiping the thing and not the person. You recall the uh, nation of Israel as they were uh, saved from Egypt. After going through the parting of the Red Sea, God was a fire by day, fire by night, and a rod by day. When um, Moses was somehow delayed up in the mountain, Mount Sinai, they got restless and wanted to worship something. <laughs> so they built a, a golden calf. In Romans 1.21, this is speaking not only to the nation of Israel, Paul is speaking to all of humankind. For although they knew God, for although all humanity knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. They exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal human beings and birds, and animals, and reptiles. They started worshiping the creation. Here's some images for you. The Greek gods. Some Egyptian gods. And rosary beads, apparently worn by Jesus. $50,000 on Etsy. <laughs> I thought about that. I was, I was reacting to that. I was like, what? What a fraud, man. Then I thought about it. I go, well, maybe it's true. Maybe Jesus wore these rosary beads. <laughs> He's not lying. It's not fraud. Jesus used these rosary beads. But still, $50,000. Woo! Relics, superstition, this is not what we want to turn the Lord's Prayer into. So, now I had a little ritualistic, um, his, uh, ritualistic uh, 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 thinking as I came to the Lord's Prayer. I, too, have recited the Lord's Prayer kind of ritualistically. Let, you know, when I hear... Let us pray like the Lord taught us how to pray. I know, I know the version, the right version to pray, right? So when I read this in Luke, it left me wanting. So we'll read this together in your head. And he said to them, you tell me if this is satisfying or not, if this is the right version. <clears throat> he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Amen. Is that the right version <laughs> that you learned? Yeah. There's no, there's no thines or these or thous. It's got to have some thines and thous and these, right? The King James Version is the right version. Our Father, come on, let's recite it together, come on. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth 
as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And amen. You don't say amen. You have to say amen. Is the right way to do it, right? That's a correct way to do it. So I too have, we, you know, we've fallen into some of that. But here's some teaching from Jesus, our risen Lord, okay, out of Matthew. So I've broke, I broke out of Luke, Luke's version of the Lord's Prayer, how Jesus taught us. Uh, I looked to Matthew, has a little more teaching, Matthew 6, 7. And Jesus is saying, and when you pray, he's t- talking to us disciples, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. And then in a different version, uh, a different version, when you pray, do not babble repetitiously. Like the Gentiles, because they think that by their many words, they're going to be heard more by God. So in other words, don't chant over and over and over and over again. And maybe... Your extended family comes from religions, right? That chant. You know what I'm talking about, right? But God himself is saying, I'm not going to hear you anymore if you're chanting for 30 minutes versus an hour (laughs) the same prayer over and over and over again. You're, You're not more holy because you said the prayer, a prayer, you know, Three times a day, the Lord's Prayer, three times a day versus one time. So in in 6, 5, 13, further instructions. Whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites because they love to pray while standing in the synagogues and street corners so people can see them pray. Truly, I say to you, they have already had their reward because... People admire their eloquence, possibly. But whenever you pray, go into your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret. And your Father, who is in secret, will reward you. When you pray, do not babble repetitiously like the Gentiles, because they think that by their many words they will be heard. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need even before you ask. So pray this way. And we're getting into the downslope of our message today. And as far as the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, we're just going to focus on and close on. And when he said, and he said to them, when you pray, say, Father. In Greek, it says pater, like parent, pater, paternal. When you pray, address God. You don't have to be fearful, but address God, commune God as your father, Abba, Dad. So I'm going to transition this into communion service, our ritual that we do, a little unconventionally, with communing with God, with prayer. So rather than 
you know, you may leave communion service like, oh, Pastor Gers forgot a couple things. He didn't say, say the right <laughs> passage before we drank the juice or the bread. But what is communion? Is reconnecting with our Abba Father. These are the only words I'm going to say, a few words about communion that you're familiar with. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. All who come to me shall not hunger. All who believe in me shall not perish or go thirsty. In fact, I'll give you living water. You guys ate your fill at the, at the cruise? Yes? Was it awesome? Yes? Kind of like uh, the all-you-can-eat crab feed I went to last night. And guess what? Now I'm hungry the next day. <laughs> God says, don't worry about what we're going to eat or where. Look at the birds of the field. Look how your heavenly father takes care of them. How much more will I take care of you? So I'm going to play. Let's distribute the communion elements now. So I'm going to introduce a meditation. Um, It's going to be a song, a contemporary song by Katy Perry. Unconditionally, your father, our father. Do you remember when your grandkids were born? How unconditionally you love this little life, right? Remember when your kids came into this world? How unconditionally your heart swelled with love for this little baby. And this is you and I. I want you to uh, meditate on these words. I like music. I like audio visuals. So, you know, the spoken word maybe has, can evoke what I want from, from you as far as teaching, you know, speaking to your mind, you know, music and, and things like that speak to our hearts. So, um, The words are going to be up there too, but the words are pretty well articulated in the song, Unconditionally. How many of you have heard Unconditionally by Katy Perry? Um, We would easily think that it's a secular song. Um, It seems to be right out of the Bible to me. Um, So Katy Perry has some religious background. Her father is a Pentecostal preacher. So go ahead and uh, meditate as you commune with God as we play the song. For those listening that are new to the faith, we need to recognize a few things. The five R's. If you are coming to communion with God from another tradition, full of rituals and chanting. These are kind of the five things you really need to do to come to the Lord. Recognize our sin. 
should give us humility. Recognize God's holiness. God is worthy of respect. Remember that God is just to judge my life and indeed the whole world. But remember that God is even more loving and merciful. and He wants to reconcile the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Receive God's mercy and grace to be his sons and daughters, reclaimed and respond in gratitude. So Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took the bread and gave thanks, and he broke it, and he gave it to them. And he said, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this is the, co- this is the cup, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. Let's continue in meditation and prayer as we close our time together. God, there are so many times, just like in Genesis 3, you called for Adam. Where are you? And Adam was hiding because of his sin and shame. And God, you call to us by name. Where are you? God, we know we are separated from you because of our sin nature. In comparison to others, it's easy to be fearful and hide And not want to come to church, not want to come to you in prayer, not want to talk about our our failings. But God, you, uh, even while yet, even in spite, even while yet we were sinners, God, you laid down your life for us. We thank you that you love us, you love me unconditionally. Lord, you want to come into the home. You knock on the door of our heart. You want to come in. And not just where it looks all pretty, but you want to redeem us and give us power to infuse us with your glory and purity righteousness, God. God, we yield to you. We come before you, and we uh, look to you as our Abba, our Father. We thank you for loving us unconditionally. You tell us not to worry about the future, 
for tomorrow will take care of itself. Look at the birds of the air, the lilies of the field, the grass of the field, which is here today and gone tomorrow. How much more so do you want to bestow good gifts on your children? And all we need to do is ask. God, we thank you for this time to commune with you. We thank you that you have risen from the grave. You walk with us here today. Where two or more are gathered, you are here in our midst. And you are indeed with us every day of our lives. So we, with these things, we thank you. And these things, Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen.